And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. I'm here with the ladies of Frame. This is so exciting. Kendall and Sage, I would love for you to introduce yourselves on your own as the co-founders of this incredible company so I don't get anything wrong about degrees, about doctorates, about background technology. I don't know. I just never want to mess that up because... I am not the educated one in this system, so um, in this room. So I'm going to have you start. Kendall, please welcome to Emotional Support and let everyone know who you are. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited. Um, my name is Kendall Bird. I'm the one with the darker, raspier voice. Ooh, um, I love it. I am one of the co-founders of Frame, and I'm the CEO of the company, and my background is in technology. I've worked at companies like Google, YouTube, and Snapchat, um, and I am obviously a huge advocate of therapy. So excited to talk to you about that today. Oh, I'm so excited. And Sage, tell everyone loveliness about you. Loveliness. Well, thank you so much for having us. Um, I'm Sage. I'm a therapist myself, and, and I'm also a co-founder with Kendall. And uh, I'm from Los Angeles as well. And my background in mental health is what has really informed my role with Frame. Uh, and I'm happy to elaborate and get more into it if we want to. Oh my gosh. That. I love this. I also <laughs> feel like the way that I presented this was like, this is the beauty pageant. Girls, Miss America, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Describe your favorite date. <laughs> what? Oh, I love long walks on the beach. Um, no, I'm just, I'm so excited. I've been such a fan of frame for, for now. I feel like it's been a few years, right? I mean, oh God, with quarantine and COVID, I have no concept of what time is. Um, but I have had so many incredible like experiences with you all and uh, you know our dear friend Ivana De Maria who's always been on the show and, and comes and helps out so much with emotional support and story time was just your biggest 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 fan and talks about you all the time and just when came to me and was like oh I know this this group this it's called frame it's therapy they're like connecting people together and I was just so excited because I don't think you can have enough of these resources. Um, before I, I kind of like get into what exactly Frame does, how did the two of you come together to collaborate to make this incredible organization and company? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with like our own personal journeys with therapy. Right. Um, and so we actually, Sage and I grew up next door to each other. We're oh childhood gosh, friends. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yes. We had our first business venture, which was a lemonade stand that I'm pretty sure no one paid for. And like Sage's dad ended up having to buy all the lemonade to, to boost our <laughs> confidence. But, um, that was our first business venture. Yeah. But, um, I started going to therapy when I was a freshman in high school, mm. um, which feels so long ago, um, 13, 14 years old. And. I was really struggling um, with my confidence. I just found out that I was dyslexic. And um, so I was, you know, feeling, and I just felt like therapy was so helpful to me. Right. And I think I, I'm very blessed. I feel like that I was, my parents encouraged it from a young age. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of always thought it was like a normal thing. And I just kept doing it. I would go, I went to college and did it. I, right. I kept going all through my 20s to therapy. And I was so, passionate about how it's helped me. And I thought what was really interesting was that my friends, people around me were kind of confused while I was going to therapy. This is like pre-pandemic 
Right. Therapy is not as widely it known. It wasn't a hot topic and yet. Would say that. It wasn't a hot topic, um, 2011 yeah. era. Um, and they were kind of just like, I don't get it. You seem like you you're, you have a good life. Why would you need to go to therapy? Right. And I just remember being like, this is so crazy that like my friends who are really, you know, forward thinking would be asking me these questions. And I would start to share stories, very personal stories of what I was learning, which I can get into in therapy. Yeah. And I noticed that when I gave contextual examples of what my therapist helped me with, my friends around me were like, oh my God, I didn't realize you could do that in therapy and I want to wow. go. And like, I had no idea you could talk about like a fight with your friend or like what your teacher said. And I just throughout my life started realizing that like, it's yes, it's hard to find a therapist and I wanted to help people, but there's so many aspects around therapy that mm -hmm. are unaddressed. Like why you go, what you talk about, what do you do after you find the therapist? Right. And I really wanted, I didn't love what was out there. And I really wanted to come up with something that really helps with the bigger picture, not mm -hmm. just like one specific thing. Right. And I was so grateful to get reconnected to Sage. I was working at Snapchat in LA. I needed a new therapist. I had a horrible experience and I reached out to my childhood friend Sage who is a therapist and that kind of reconnected us on our journey. It's so like lovely and wonderful to me to know the impact that you had at such a young age of talking to people being like, oh no, let me express to you why I go here. It's not because, oh, I have a, you know, illness or a disorder or something's wrong with me. You know, I think that that's a lot of the issues and the stigma behind therapy is people think you only go to therapy when there's a problem. Like when there's the, the crisis of all crises, like that's coming to the end of the world. You know, it's like, no, you can go in there for little things. You can go in there for checkups. You don't have to go there every single week for the rest of your life. You can take a break. You can come back to it. When you, um, when you got like, when you didn't get reintroduced to Sage, but when you contacted Sage, did you contact Sage as a therapist or like as your personal therapist or was like, hey girl, like, you know what's up? Like, you know, like kind of a backstory. Like, do you have anyone there for me? Or were you like, can I hire you? Oh no, I knew that Sage couldn't be my therapist because that would be inappropriate. And right. like, we'd kept in touch. We were kind of like ships passing in the night because oh, she was living in New York when I wasn't there. And then I moved to New York and she moved back to LA. But I reached out to her saying, yo girl, can you hook me up with a different therapist? Like I was basically like, you must know a ton. Yeah. I, at this point, when I reached out to her, I wasn't thinking at all, let's start a company. No, 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 um, no. I was, but I, what, what it did was we, I was like, you know, we, let's get drinks, let's chat, let's catch up. And she started telling me about her experience as a therapist and that sort of catapulted us onto this, like these long conversations. But the original intent was like, I had actually met with three therapists mm. and had a horrible experience. Like I went, I paid for it. I, one of them, I was like, I cannot believe, like, I just, I really didn't connect with them. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm so into therapy. I'm therapy's biggest fangirl that I was like willing to keep looking. Right. And that's when I texted Sage. But I also at that moment was like, people must give up all the time. Like if you're not getting yeah. the right match, therapy doesn't feel like that, you know, transformative of experience. Like you really have to be with someone who's right for you. And Sage, were you around like the conversation when Kendall would talk to friends about going to therapy? Were you like 
were you aware of that? Was this something that you had already sparked an interest into becoming? Like, I actually started going to therapy. I had my first therapy experience when I was about three years old. Oh my uh, god! My I love how young you guys were. This is so cool. <laughs> So I, I wasn't in consistent therapy after that, you know, we played right. some go fish and things like that. But, um, but in high school, I had a therapist who I really connected with and who I felt like understood me. Mm-hmm. And she really helped me understand myself. And that's what inspired me to want to become a therapist so that I could be that person to other people. Wow. And so when Kendall and I were both seeing a uh, therapist in high school, we weren't really talking about that. We were at different high schools. Uh, but it was more when we reconnected as young adults that we were able to share all that. It's yeah, so I don't cool. even think we knew that we were both seeing therapists. And I, but it, I do feel lucky that like, I don't know if it was like they were really progressive or were like, we don't really know how to deal with this. So let's go send them to a therapist. But either way, we were both very lucky to start at a young age. Exactly. I was about to say either way, like it worked. And I think that that's what's so awesome because I was, you know, when I first started going to therapy, I think I was like, I don't know, maybe five or six. And it was a hypnotherapist actually specifically. Ooh. And it was because I was having issues crossing thresholds, going from one do- one side of the door to the other side of the door because I was such a perfectionist. I couldn't possibly cross over. Um, and now looking back, it was all signs of bipolar disorder. But at the time, no one, you know, really had put that net mark in. Um, but, you know, I, it, was, it wasn't even something that I was like shamed of, like, oh my God, I don't want to talk about that I'm going to therapy. I never really had that experience until I was actually older being shamed about it. But I never knew like kids really that, that or even young adults in high school that would go to therapy, except for one of my friends whose dad was a therapist. So that's why I knew like that. Well, she, she's very familiar with it. Like she's very progressive, you know? Um, but it's so interesting that both of your families would have allowed uh, not allowed that, that would have put you in that. I think that's so, it's just, it's so reassuring and it's so like, oh my God, thank God that there are like great people out there that understand the importance of of therapy, you know? Yeah, I think um, it's so, I think it was definitely ahead of its time that we both went in. I do think it's really exciting now. I think we're at a time where like, everyone's aware of therapy. Mental health is, you know, is seen as something that is important. Mm -hmm. I think one of the interesting things is there's still this sort of like, you hear amazing celebrities like Selena Gomez be like, I go to therapy, but you're still like, I'm not really sure how it could fit into my life or like what I, you know, what I would talk about in therapy. And I think that's a really interesting point is like, there's still like a little bit of a disconnect of mm-hmm. like, what would right. I do? And th- well, how could a therapist help me? Yeah, it's the specifics of all of it. Sage, yeah. why did you decide to become a therapist? Like, I, what was the the kind of, what was behind that? I think that's so cool. I, I think it's really You cool must be too. really smart is what <laughs> I'm saying. She is. I don't know. I don't like to claim that for sure. Um, but- I actually went to school originally for photography and film. And as I was, you know, start getting closer to graduating, I was just thinking about my career and my life and what that would look like. And I really wanted to do something that would feel more meaningful to me because I felt like the fine arts that I was working on wasn't as meaningful as I wanted it to be for my life. And so I went in the direction of psychology, which is what I had also always been really interested in and had also had positive experiences growing up that really reinforced that. 
And so I ended up becoming um, a therapist. I got my master of social work, did my postgraduate hours back in California and started my practice in California. Wow. And has this past two years been such a change for both of you in seeing how the mental health community is kind of being like, hi, we're here. We're in your face. Like we, we, we are screaming for help. The world is screaming for help. Have you seen just such a difference in it? Yeah, I would say, I mean, the past couple of years has really opened the door for a lot of people because there's been so much suffering mm -hmm. across the board. And, and it's also been a shared experience, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic when everything right. shut down and everybody was grieving all sorts of different things. Uh, but it just opened the dialogue in a way that wasn't open before. I still think there's a lot of room and a lot of uh, a lot of need to hold people accountable for putting into play, you know, these beliefs in in supporting mental health in different mm -hmm. ways but i think that it's it's really opened up that conversation and made it more comfortable for people to share do you find I, I a lot of frustration that i have with my friends that are in the mental health space that have been speaking about it for years and and you know i'm someone that's spoken about it for now about like a few years here and there but i'm not you know i haven't been you know behind it for as long as I thought I wanted to be, you know, because I was told, you know, uh, as an actress, I'd be labeled as a diva. I'd be labeled difficult if I came out with my diagnosis of living with bipolar disorder. So I always kept it, you know, a quiet, my own private thing um, because I was completely shamed, which is funny because when I was young, no one seemed to be bothered by it. But <laughs> as I was older, then that's when the bother came. Um, but, you know, I, I find what's very frustrating and all of my friends who are in that community, we've been seeing that because it's such a hot topic right now and because it's such a buzzword and it's this like cool thing, a lot of people are hopping on the hashtag mental health awareness um, because an example of like a Selena Gomez comes out living with, you know, uh, mental health issues and, and she goes to therapy and is very open about it. So it's like a cool thing. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. But then when you look at the hashtags and you see where it's all coming from, it's all like bikini shots or like, <laughs> you know, trying to go viral on Instagram. And I think it's it's a kind of a really frustrating thing because the word mental health awareness and mental health matters and stigma free is being thrown around a lot do you ever feel that way or is this just us like like some of the few of us who are in like that kind of like I don't want to say influencer but are, are more like the I, I don't I don't know the word that I would use for it because I hate that word but but that's what I, I'd say like do you do you notice that that people are kind of jumping on it because it's hot right now yeah yeah I think, you know, you definitely see a lot more people talking about it and there's a lot of therapy buzzwords and things mm -hmm. that are getting put out there. But I will say overall, you know, even though we're in that phase of awareness and maybe not mm -hmm. as much action yet, that is part of the process of, you know, like any kind of healing process is starting with an awareness. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, we're moving in a positive direction, but uh, there's a lot of things you can look at as a parallel process to therapy where, you know, okay, like the first stage is just, digesting the information and being aware of that of course, and yeah. then hopefully taking action and being able to follow through on those things. I feel like for me, I'm also like, I agree. Like I would rather be where we are now than not talking about mental health yep. awareness, Absolutely. but I also share some similar frustration, but I think Sage is right. Like it's part of the process, but I'm, I'm craving the next phase to be like, 
I think there's a lot of celebrities that speak out about anxiety and their mental health. And I think that's great. But like, what does that mean? Like, what is anxiety? Like, what is it? What does it mean to have student debt? Like, that's anxious. What does it mean to be like a first generation immigrant and your family cultures are different than everyone around you? And I think what we're also noticing like a trend of is like there's becoming like therapists are starting to focus on like hyper specific topics. Mm. Um, so like body positivity um, or, you know, first generation um, immigra- immigration. Like, and I think that that to see more of that in the mental health movement of like talking about re- more relatable, right. like what is what does your anxiety mean to you? I think will also help people sort of process that and be like, oh, I didn't even realize, but I am experiencing anxiety because I have like a lot of student debt. And like, that's really stressful to live with every day. Yeah. And it's those simple things that, I mean, not that it's simple student debt, student debt, excuse me, but, but it is those simple everyday things that people are struggling with and dealing with that. It's not just like the worst of the worst of, of, you know, a mental illness. It is the daily struggles. And it's like, what do we do to solve these problems? And I think that you're so right, Kendall, like just right on the mark with that, of of how the therapist really are trying to change the game and I've noticed that with people that I've interviewed who are in therapy and and who are the therapist or the the doctors you know or neuroscientists like I think that people are realizing it's what we've realized in 2020 2021 2022 is that it's it's the simple things that we are having the hardest anxiety and struggles with Um, and just talking about those I think like you get that Kendall Jenner might have anxiety because she's famous but like I can't relate to that so like having more examples (laughs) exactly it's like I I get that it would be anxiety provoking but like it's just I'm not experiencing that kind of anxiety I'm a fearful flyer I guess she is too but like I'm not jetting off on my private jet like to three different locations around the world a day you know what I mean so I don't really understand that and we're trying to like that is something that we're trying to tackle I think one of the ways you can do that is through education and creating content and we have a lot of free content on our site which we're very grateful you've participated in some of of real people talking about their experiences in therapy talking with therapists just trying to surface more of those like real life stories so that yeah. you can find someone that's like oh i also had a really hard time with breastfeeding as a new mom and yeah. didn't know you could talk about that in therapy. Well, what I thought was really cool what I did with you guys was the therapist Rodman that I was working with um, on um, one of your videos was so wonderful because you have people come on and do kind of like a peek into what is therapy, I guess would be the simplest way, right? To kind of show people what to expect, what it's like, what the conversations are. And it was such a wonderful experience and really cool. And, and you know, he, I don't really go to a lot of men, uh, male therapists. I've had a few male therapists that I went to in my day and I had a lot of issues with it. And so that was the first time I'd been with a male therapist having a conversation. And I felt like a different, like a, a different voice in my head was like trying to come through to speak. It was really interesting to me. I don't know if like, that's a normal thing. Like Sage, maybe you can tell me like, I don't know something's wrong with you. But, um, but like for me, it's, it's having the, the, his like calming energy and just having that real conversation of it being so simple. I don't know. There was something inside my head that was like 
feeling so drawn to like open up about things that I don't really talk about. But it, it whatever it was, like it really did work. And I think it's really just fucking cool that you, you're providing that and showing people how easy therapy really is. Because it can be scary, right? We're all scared going to the doctor, you know? And it's like, sometimes if you've never been to therapy or even if you have, and I, Kendall, you said that, you know, you, you had bad experiences. Like I had severely bad experiences where therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists and neuroscientists and all these the wonderful, you know, tools of people, uh, you know, I was misdiagnosed and it caused, um, cause and effect. It caused, you know, thoughts of, of suicide attempts of suicide, you know, these, these really dark moments in my life where I didn't want to trust anyone in that field whatever it may be, even a therapist. And so it's a slow process that I've gotten back into that I've realized is so important in my life. Um, but what you're doing just by showing, I just, that's my spiel. I just want to say, like, I think it's really cool because I think it's really hard to do that. And Sage, why is it like, what would you say is your mission in this life? I like to say, you know, <laughs> with, with therapy and with frame. My mission originally, right, was just to help people on a one-to-one -one basis. Mm -hmm. um, and when I first set out to become a therapist, I thought if I could change one person's life, if I could help one person, that would be enough for me to go ahead and do this with my career. And so I went forward. I believe I've helped many people at this point. I think so. Um, so I feel like I've done, you know, a, a positive thing. Um, but overall, you know, my work with people on in the one-on-one -on -one basis is, more about personal healing. And mm -hmm. then with frame, my goal there, of course, is to make therapy more accessible to everybody, but right. also to really support the therapist on their side. Because uh, as a therapist myself, which I explained to Kendall, you know, when she and I had reconnected, there's a lot of different things that you don't really know about. And you're trying to run a business, but you're also trying to help people and you're trying to be compassionate, but you're also trying to pay rent. And you're trying to balance a lot of things that are unique to the field of therapy, as opposed to many other fields, even other medical fields. Uh, so for me, I, you know, like, I think that that's an important part of it as well, because you want to give back to the people who are giving so much because they also need to be taken care oh, of. Oh, for sure. What is, you know, it's interesting. I've never asked this question and you're, you kind of set it up in the best way possible, but like, what is it someone, you know, as a client can do to be respectful of a therapist or to kind of help a therapist out? I mean, it's a very, it's a tough question because it's all going to be personal depending on the therapist. And the, but I don't even want to say that what they could do would be to respect the boundaries because that's not even what they could do because that's part of the therapy is them learning that. So I think what they could do is to show up and participate to the best of their ability. And I always encourage people to be as open with their therapist as they can be, because the more you share, the more you'll get out of it. And the more open you are, you know, the more you tell your therapist about what's going on, even if it's between you and the therapist, like I'm annoyed that you, you know, your phone was buzzing while I, we were in session and you know, the more that you can talk to your therapist about that, the more they can actually help you through those things. Oh my and, God. I love that. I do. Love and I that. think it's, it's like, um, just to add, like, I think you gotta be, I think, you know, as open as you can, but I think, you know, you have to, and, and give it like, trust the process, I would say. Oh, I love that. Trust the process. Is there yeah. a specific process that you have that maybe, um, 
is is unique or something that you find works really well um, just to kind of make someone comfortable? To make someone comfortable, it's going to, again, be so individualized yeah. to that person. And, you know, what I try to encourage people to understand is that you're going to probably feel relatively uncomfortable no matter what in the first couple sessions because you're sitting with a stranger and you're talking about things that you already feel uncomfortable talking about because right. those are things that you're not bringing up with other people. Uh, and you're being vulnerable. And so to be able to tolerate that discomfort a bit and, you know, uh, I guess be patient with it is what I try to encourage people to do because it's not going to, unfortunately, it doesn't work instantly. Uh, some yeah. people do feel some relief, the, you know, after their first session in different ways because they also feel like they've actually finally started to heal or they've started to take care of themselves in different ways or they feel relieved of what they've been holding on to alone in isolation uh, but overall you know it's going to take some time as you know and you have to trust the process and for those, I, but that doesn't mean you can't ask questions about the process right you know if you don't understand something or your therapist is doing a technique that doesn't make sense to you or you're like i'm not sure why we're doing this or how this is helping me like ask them I love you that. Ask the question. I think that's so important. Ask the question. Sorry, Kendall, I totally interrupted you. Go on. No, no. I, I was just going to say, we've heard people that have used Frame or, you know, just running this company that have said things to me, or at least I've heard people say, you know, I think therapy is interesting, but, you know, I've bottled up or I've pushed down these feelings for so long. I'm actually like worried about what will happen if they come up again. Like I've heard people tell me that, which breaks my heart. And I think that can be scary. Like you feel like if you've had trauma in your life and you're like, I'm surviving right now. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't want to talk about that. And I think something Sage you've always taught me is like a therapist is trained to meet you where you're at. Um, so oh. like I had a friend, I had a friend, for example, who um, lost a family member, started going to therapy and was like, we didn't even talk the first two sessions, like we played a game, like this is like a grown up. Right. Cause she was so nervous about it. Oh my gosh. And, and then like, so again, like the therapist isn't going to go in there and like ask you the most personal question and just open it all up. Like right. they have their own, they're, this is their trained professionals mm -hmm. and you'll cover it at some point. Um, or not. It's really like you're in the driver's seat. Well, and I think every therapist as well has their own process. And so what I always encourage yeah. people, yeah. you know, is, you know, you have to kiss a lot of frogs to, you know, find the one, <laughs> you know what I mean? To find that prince or princess. Yeah. And so, you know, the therapy, I, I have a lot of friends that who were not familiar with therapy and decided to go the first therapist they go to, they don't find that connection or they don't feel, maybe they, they, it, the comfortability isn't there because it's the first time that they're having this session, but maybe they don't feel like any sort of connection to the therapist where they're ever going to let their guard down. Right. And so I've had a lot of people that are like, well, that's it. I'm wiping my hands clean. I tried it once. It didn't work for me. Like, sorry, it's just not my process. And I really try to encourage people. You got to kiss a lot of frogs, right? It's the same thing with a the therapist. You got to go to different therapists to make sure it's your match, you know? And when you find that match, it's going to be such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience for you that your life is going to completely change. And, you know, like Kendall, like you're saying, the people that, that hold everything down, you know what I mean? I have totally been guilty of that where I've, yeah, you know, I have you can find everything. multiple. I think something to note too is like you're allowed to have multiple Prince Charmings. Not that I know totally. I don't want to 
use the dating things. You're not no. dating your therapist, but um, I've, I, I, my therapist in New York, I think changed my life. And then I found an incredible one in LA eventually, but like, yeah. they're also like, there's different processes and you also like can outgrow or want to try a different kind of therapy. So I just want to say too, like, it's okay to want to try, or like, if you're fine, you, you might find a couple people in your life therapists that are just incredible and all have different approaches yeah and I think that's so true it's all about the different approaches and I mean Kendall the same question I guess for you as I for Sage you know why is this mission so important for you with frame and with therapy and mental health frame you know we're on a mission to make therapy more accessible but also more approachable so we do that by helping, so we make a recommendation, our product makes a recommendation on therapists that we think would be good for you based on what you tell us. Um, and once we've connected you to the right therapist, we guide you through the entire process, right. through amazing content, through our product features. You're like, oh my God, what do I do on an intro call? What do I say next? How do I pick the right therapist? We have this platform that sort of guides you through it all. Um, and that's really our goal and our mission. And I think on a ba most basic level, I think Sage and I feel incredibly blessed to have been in families that encourage us to go to therapy. And I think in our own ways, want to give that back. And then no matter, you're, it's never too late to start. And we want to make that easier for other people. I love that. It's never too late to start. It's, yeah. It isn't. Do you I've had clients that came in for therapy for the first time over 80 years old. Oh my God, that's Never so wonderful. Too late to start. <laughs> oh my gosh, and what a great experience for you too. It must be so like, oh my God, you're like, yeah. teach me everything. You have all this experience in your life. Like, tell me everything that's going on. Wow, oh, that's so wonderful. Now, I have a question for you with Frame. This is something that I'm not familiar with, so I'm, I'm learning as well. You know, if you have, I know a lot of people are interested in couples therapy or, you know, coming in as, as uh, you know, like a ch child of divorce, like I am, right? Like my mother and I, like, can you help match up that as well? Yes. So um, we match for couples therapy and um, a lot of different kinds. I think what's cool about Frame 2 is our therapists um, have a lot of different modalities. I, I, I Hopefully I'm using that, word, that phrase right, Sage, but, you know, they do things like EMDR, hypnosis, um, so there's like a lot of different kinds, art therapy, play therapy. Wow. Um, but yes, we have couples therapy as well. Wow. That's so cool. Now, Did I say that right, Sage? Was it modalities? It is yeah. modalities. Yes, I was about to say, you are working it, girl. I love that. No, EMDR is so fascinating to me. That's something that I have yet to, I've experienced it one time and it's something that I want to go back and experience again because it's so um, different and and hip, hypnotherapy changed my life. It's the reason why I'm I'm able to um, walk from one side of the door to the next, as, as silly as that sounds. Like, honestly, I was not a happy kid at five. Um, and so it was the only process that was able, and I, and I always laugh about it to, to, you know, all my, my healthcare professionals, how I can still smell, um, what the room smelled like. I can remember the feelings like she always had me play with Play-Doh and I like these little things like are so important and just, they, they trigger happiness in my life, actually, which is which is great. And that's what I think is so special when you find that connection with, with a therapist, you know. And I'm assuming, Sage, you have to have a great therapist as well because we all need therapists. We all need therapists. People will ask that question, too, of just like, do therapists see therapists? 
Of course. A hundred percent. What is it like was someone said I mean, it was probably usage that said this to me like it's like a chef that doesn't eat their own food is not really like that. a saint <laughs> she did not say that to me but, but like, i didn't say that but the, i understand what you're saying <laughs> you know that expression um no but i think you should definitely like i think it's cool to ask like your therapist if they're in therapy too yeah. yeah. And now I, another question, like for, for, for the folks out there, you know, where this is very new therapy, like, is there any like do's and do nots in therapy that we should know about going into it? Do's and do nots for the, for a client. For a first time, for a therapy? first time client. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Just, no, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of, of I can think of one. I, I mean, say. I can think of one as a client. Like if, um, don't or do not. <laughs> um, I think sometimes people think that they're going to get everything, all the answers in one session. Mm. I don't know, Sage, if you want to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, for sure you want to temper your expectations, but again, this isn't, it's a hard one because it's almost like, I don't want to tell clients what to do and what not to do. Um, because that's the point, right? Is they're going to come in and do what they're going to do. Like, I don't want to say don't spill all of your secrets in the first session, or there's not like a hot tip like that, because whatever you do in that first session is part of the treatment, part of the process. So it's like, you know, go in and be open and be a willing participant if that's where you're at. But also, you know, if you're not ready, you don't need to go in. Mm, I love that. And what about group therapy? Do you think that group therapy is something that you can do as like one individual thing? Like, you know, or is it a good bonus to, you know, your own one-on-one -on -one therapist? I think group therapy can be really helpful as, I mean, on its own, whether you're in individual therapy as well or not. Um, and that it's also particularly helpful for people in certain situations and also not super helpful for people that are in uh, really severe states or acute states because it can be triggering for them to hear about other people's stories. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a time and a place for group therapy. And I think it can also be really helpful to have a group of people that normalize experiencing things that seem not normal in quotations. Uh, because also, like you said earlier, shame it thrives on silence so the longer you don't speak something it's like the greater it, the power it has and right. over your own life room and say that in front of more than one person i mean saying it even in front of no people is hard enough uh is you know part of the healing process that can be really uh really helpful for people i did group therapy for like five years and i um Again, therapy's biggest fan. Um, <laughs> tried it all. Um, and I will say, like, it's not, I wouldn't just go to it if you think it's like a lower cost to regular therapy because it's like a very different experience. Yeah, it's um, a different type of treatment. Yes. And it's, um, if you're a first timer, if you've never been to therapy, it might be a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. There's like different rules um, in the group therapy. And I think it, I think it's, I, I didn't go to like a theme specific one because I know there are like, there's grief ones and stuff like right. that, but it was like people call you out and tell you how they feel and also are super supportive, but it's just like, it's really, I found it very helpful in the way that like, it, it sort of helps you understand how people perceive you um, mm. and you know, like all, you'll tell a story and think everyone's going to feel so sorry for you. And they might be like, it sounds like you're 
like friend is a dick and like maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with them and you're like well that's not the reaction i thought you guys were gonna have <laughs> like i was expecting and, tears right now <laughs> yeah like i was like i thought everyone was gonna be like but you know it's like radical honest feedback which is really therapeutic but you know it's not for everyone it's not for everyone yeah i mean sometimes it feels like a i know that one time i was in a group therapy session and i it, it was really like not even a, I say session, I don't even mean that, but it was like, just like a, like a joint meeting, you know, kind of a thing. And I remember I was sharing a story and I was like, oh my God, this is just going to blow everyone's mind. They're just like not even yeah. believe it, you know? And exactly. I'm like, this is the Academy Award winning performance that I'm giving, you know, of therapy, you know? And everyone was like, okay, great. Thank you so much. Okay. Next. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? That was amazing. Like that story was like, like the craziest thing that could have happened to someone. And you don't yeah. know that, like you're not recognized. So yeah, I totally know. Yeah. That. You like take all the like pleasantries away and it gets you, helps you get to the real stuff. But that's exactly what's happened to me where I like thought people were going to have one reaction and they didn't. And I was like, what? You're like, excuse me. And it also helps you like confront other people. Like you can do that to others too and be like, yeah. But then, you know, I'm like someone that like has a very loud mouth and I'm very Italian and it'll come out and I'm very spicy. <laughs> and then I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. Like, this isn't like Maybe my we podcast. should be in the same group. <laughs> I feel like it'd be fun to be in your group. <laughs> I'll tell you, it'd be lots of wild and crazy kids and it'd be lots of fun. <laughs> oh, tell me, what is going to be next for Frame? Like, what do we see for 2022? Um, you know, for us, I think we're really focused on um, expanding our services. Mm -hmm. um, we currently are only in the state of California matching people, but we have content that's free to everyone. And we really focused on that because like we pride ourselves on having the best therapists in California. And it's like takes, you know, we want to build our network up in a thoughtful way. Right. So we're expanding. And I think that's really our focus for Sage and I while also maintaining like care, quality of care and the product experience. And so for people, just a simple, you know, step-by-step -step course, like, hi, I'm a newbie. I'm signing up at Frame. Can you help me find a therapist? Like, can you kind of walk everyone through the process of what exactly is going to happen? Yes. So Frame is completely free to use. Um, just to reiterate that, um, you answer 10 questions, you get six matches of therapists, you're encouraged to reach out to all of them. We uh, The product guides you, again, guides you through this experience. So it's not overwhelming. There's content and information and you're really encouraged to do intro calls that are free with all of them. So, or, I mean, or one, there's no rules right. on that to um, find someone who's the best fit. And we give you pointers on sort of like what is, you know, what you should be looking for in an intro call, et cetera. But, um, and then after that, we sort of help you through, you know, how do you schedule the appointment, all of that. So it's really, and, and the only thing you're paying for is the actual therapy, which you decide on with um, your therapist. Which is so cool. Like, I, I love that because I can't even tell you the times that insurance has disappeared for me and like I've lost it and I've been able to afford therapy at one moment and then I'm not and then being able to then and then if your insurance like like there's been times where my insurance like I didn't qualify for the ones that I you know been using with my therapist and then therapists are out of pocket and when you realize some of them are out of pocket the ones that you've been going to that have been paid for you're like uh I cannot yeah. afford that and then it's like starting over from scratch you know and then it's like re like 
retelling the story over and over again. So I think it's really, you know, tricky. So you guys are making it just so easy and so wonderful and seamless and just it's 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 so great. I think also just to stress that if you are curious about therapy um, and or you're just looking for some support, um, we have free content on the site um, that you've participated in, yeah. Alessandra. And um, it's just a great way any state to just explore it and see like what actually happens in a session. Right. Um, what's it like? What do they say? How do they interact? So we just, you know, that we're really proud to offer that as like a completely free resource for people. Well, I think what I'm also going to do is I'm also going to repost that interview that I did with not interview. See, here we go. It's a therapeutic conversation. Yeah. But yeah. the therapy session that I had with Rodman, I'm going to re repost that. Um, just so people can see like how simple really it is because it is simple. And I think that it's not talked about enough how simple it is and how great it is. Um, I'm going to ask you both um, my question that I ask all of my guests. So feel free, whomever wants to go first. Um, but the question is, what is your emotional support? That's um, a great question. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, for me, this is Sage. Uh, I, I think that my family is a big source of emotional support for me. Um, but also, uh, I'll say my animals. Oh, me too. Oh, that's such a good answer. What animals Dave. do you have? I have a cat oh. and two horses. <gasps> horses? Oh my gosh. I just <laughs> did a whole equine therapy session. Amazing. You like a podcast? I have never like done. No, I went and did it. Equine therapy. Like I had, oh. a, I did a whole therapy session, like yeah. not part of the show. Yeah. How was it? Did you enjoy it? Un like it was unbelievable. I'm, um, I'm an ambassador for NAMI. Um, for those who don't know, it's the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and they, um, have a. They were doing different types of therapy for people to show, like different, you know, resources, and one of them was equine therapy. And they had asked, they were like, "Oh, you know, what video would you like to participate in?" I go, "Anything animals? If you do that, like, <laughs> I didn't think they actually were." Um, and they're like, "Oh, awesome! You know, do you want to try the equine therapy?" I'm like, uh, "Yes, horses." please um Sold. i'm gonna send you girls the video and they um uh, had me go to this beautiful barn and they have all these animals but they work with kids um everything from from mental health to autism to veterans um and they have therapists that are their licensed professionals that are like specifically working with the the horses for the equine therapy and so like you'll go in and you'll do your own personal therapy session in the house and then you'll come out and they'll do the whole you know close your eyes feel the horse like feel the breath like it was so wild i i recommend it to everyone I, I I've actually never it. done equine therapy, but I've grown up with horses and it's just, a, it's a nice way to co-regulate with a safe being, you know, being that's not going to judge you, but at the same time is very in tune with you. Right. And it's also a huge exercise of trust because, mm. you know, you have to acknowledge that the horse is so much bigger and stronger and more powerful than you are, but at the same time, like they can listen to you and you know, have a back and forth. Well, and that's what was so wild, right? Like they have you at one point, close your eyes and kind of just breathe with the horse and feel the horse. And then they gently have someone guiding and walking the horse while you're on it. And you're just like, 
whoa, I have to release all control of myself and really just go, okay, you know what? I put my trust in this horse. If I'm calm, they're going to sense that, that, that I'm calm and they're going to be calm, you know? And so it was just, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sending you the video so you can see what it's like because it is so cool. I highly recommend it. Um, Kendall, what is your emotional support? Oh God, I'm jealous of the answer. I mean, <laughs> I, my my French bulldog ravioli is definitely. I have a Frenchie. Oh, oh, you do. They're the oh. best. Um, my family, um, my husband. I do think I emotional support for me has been Sage as well. Oh. I think it's really hard. You know, it's starting a company is like yeah. a whole thing, and. I'm also very lucky that my co-founder is a therapist. I definitely try to get free therapy from her sometimes. <laughs> it works. Um, it works. Yeah, I always. I can't I always, help myself. She, she just puts she just puts her hat on, and I'm like, I'm having this problem, and then she goes into like her therapist zone. But no, it's been really nice. I mean, it's such a unique experience to start a company with someone, and so really only that person truly knows what you're going through also. I mean, yes, there are other founders, but it's unique to your experience and the investors you deal with and all of that. So yeah, I think it's been incredible to start this with a friend and um, someone, you know, who's also a mental health professional. Well, I love everything that the two of you are doing and this whole company frame is so amazing. How can everyone find frame? You can go to www.tryframe.com and you'll find everything there, all of the content and amazing therapists. And I'm going to have that all on the links um, and it'll be quick and easy for people to find. I can't wait for everyone to experience Frame the way that I did. And I can't wait for everyone to see, you know, the behind the scenes, uh, you know, <laughs> session that I did with Rodman. It's really fun and, and great and just easy peasy. Um, thank you so much, ladies. You've been so wonderful. Yeah.